Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. It's confusing, but that doesn't matter because we've just finished Descent of the Culloden's. Congratulations, guys. You made it. Well, you didn't escape, but you finished the whole arc. Woo! We purified everything. We, we made her happy again. <laughs> you did it. You're officially the best Culloden's. <laughs> I, I think so. Oh, and Danny. you did it all without shooting the ghost girl. <laughs> well, you tried. Oh, Try that as was, we might. <laughs> that was very cool, Danny. Like I, I did the playtest recently, and you can hear if 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 you if you're a patron subscriber and you can listen to the playtest, you can hear just how excited I get. But let's just talk quickly about the ending because I did the exact same thing as you, except I didn't even think about it. I just beat that ghost to connect four. I crushed <laughs> that little girl. <laughs> Danny made me feel so bad about it straight away. I felt terrible. She Being slumps her shoulders and disappears. It's so sad. I love that during it, you were even had a, you even had a moment. I think Brandon, where you were just like, "Oh, should we should we let the girl win? Like maybe we should be ah, she owes us fifteen dollars. Let's crush her." <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like that though. That that kind of subversion of like what what you're supposed to win everything you do in a escape room, but like. This is like a war games thing. The only right move is to not play, kind of. Mm. The only right move is to let the girl it win. Was, yeah. I'm really glad that you discussed it and actually had both options as things in your head but and trying to figure it out. To beat this oh yeah, it was perfect. It was it was the best way it could have gone. <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah, congratulations. That was really cool. Um, that was fun. You guys did really well at the room. <sighs> it's it's it was a it was a very kind of like not I don't want to say disjointed. It was very like. Oh. Little bits floating yeah. around and, and trying to find the connections in this one. Um, and uh, for, for Kyle, I'm sure you noticed, like, each room was built on one of these previous chapters that we'd done. Um, so we yeah, I really like that. And the, which I, I thought, but but there was, was there any, now I didn't notice any when I was playing, was there any, like, set connections between them that made sense given the connections from previous rooms was was were they set up oh, in like a specific character way? Connections yeah, like or like oh, there's something to do with the plants in the oven. There's something to do with, or was this just for puzzles? Not specifically. It was mostly just for puzzles' sake in that way. But there's actually something going on with it that I don't know if you picked up on. Oh, what is this? Um, that each of these rooms and the things that you were doing with them was about reversing the mistakes that had been made by each of these people. For instance, oh. the car. You're getting rid of the alcohol out oh, of the car. We took the alcohol out of the car. Oh. Uh, what, what what did we do with the with the rifle one? We took the bullets out of the rifle. Yeah. So we stopped the you, person like, shooting. Shooting was not the solution. Like deactivating the gun was a solution. She was terrified of oh, it. The oven. What did we do with the oven? We took lamb out of it. <laughs> um uh, what was it? Well, yeah, essentially you were able to get food, get the delicious food. That's true. She wasn't mm. given any food. Yeah. Like the person wouldn't give her any food. Actually cured the disease because she was trying to, cured. all these different yeah, things to. Curing the disease, but also notice that the blood was actually water. It wasn't that serious. She was too focused in her own. We cured a hypochondria. Yeah, kind of. Like mm. she certainly was We opened sick, up but... the windows in the plant room. Yep. We cleared off the mud and the vines from obscuring the windows mm -hmm. that she was had grown over her windows yeah. so no one could see her. In the linen room, that was the most obscure one because the whole problem was that the butler was a bit cowardly. So I filled it with fears that you had to get rid of. Yeah, the spiders, the, the drop. Uh, and, and, of course, de-invisibilizing Michelle, which was the father's biggest mistake. What was the money one? We, pay, we paid lots of money. 
Yeah, kind of. We gave money to the people who should have been paid money. That was the problem with that room. <laughs> that was cool. That's nice. I like that. It's a fun and way of doing it. not only that, there was a phone in there. You communicated with someone else, which is really what the lawyer could have done. Like, true. He left mm. and didn't take part in it, but he also kept quiet about it. Yeah, it's true. He didn't tell anyone. Oh, that was cool. Oh, I like that. Uh, how yeah, do you guys feel? Did you, do you feel good having come through that? Like, Brandon, I know this was your first sort of escape room experience in any context. How did that feel for you? Oh, I thought it was uh, incredible. Really, really, like just the way it's all thought out and put together, it was uh, engaging. But like, like outside of me actually doing it, I was, I just kept thinking, like, wow, this is really cool. This is a really cool idea. So I really enjoyed it. Oh, awesome! Well, hopefully you'll go back and listen to a whole bunch. Of, oh, I definitely and, will. Uh, Guaranteed. Uh, that's very cool. Kyle, did you enjoy it? Was it everything you thought it would be? Yeah, it was great. I loved how I really liked the change in layout, how it was a bunch of different rooms, especially thematically, like at the end of the big, you know, 10 episode arc to be able to revisit just a little something from each of the previous episodes. I thought was a really mm. cool way, especially showing how it was Michelle doing all of the stuff the whole time that mm. all and she was the one manipulating and pretending to be the ghosts or, or projecting those images to people to then go back and revisit each of those images or, or that being what kind of made up who she was as this ghost. I thought thematically, and then to, and then to interweave puzzles into all of that narrative, uh, narrative was just really fun. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm just so, I, it's like finishing writing a novel. It's, <laughs> yeah, we'll it's all come a together. big deal. It's, it, I, I oh, feel just so much relief at having reached this point. When I first heard that monologue, so I heard that monologue a, a, a few, probably a couple of weeks ago when we got it, and like, oh, it was really intense. Like it, it's so like it made me really sad. But also, it was like all these threads coming together of, like, actually, it was Michelle in the car. She was in the boot of the car when it crashed in episode one. Like all these things. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the the ghost wasn't saying no food for you, Culloden. She was saying like the, Lee, the the chef was saying no go no food for you, you little girl that I hate. Like it's all like get out of here. Like all this constant, like connections that that, that 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 monologue sort of brought together and, and the one and that connected. i was, was most interested cool. in besides the car the banging in the limo i was definitely yeah. my big one for that um in episode eight in the garden uh mm. it felt there was i was trying to put in a constant theme of the ghost almost being frustrated that you haven't figured out the puzzle so the gardener was telling you no you're not supposed to be out here you're su- like yeah you're su- and so that was as if it's telling you no go back in the house to solve puzzles in there but no that's if Michelle had gotten out of the house. Yeah, it would be like, yeah, no, what do you, get you can't her back get, in. go back inside. Right. You're not allowed to be out in public. People might see you. Mm. Yeah, that's right. cool. It's just very cool. Like all those ghost interactions, like it's really, yeah. And the stuff from episode nine was really important. You know, the, the spelled out U-G-L-Y yeah. as the puzzle code, just the word ugly, uh, which is what Michael Cullen was constantly doing. Mm. Like, you know, the yelling, we're in that locked room under the, under the, um, under that bedroom, that hot, cramped trapdoor room, hidden away, and had Mike Cullen be like, "Why would you show your ugly face here? Get out of here! What are you doing?" Like, oh, it was really. Uh, the 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 playtest recording is filled with spoilers of, of us talking about various games that have, uh, that like <laughs> children there's, there's locked a, in, yeah, children locked in places. cages, but that it reminded me of. But yeah, it was. Uh, oh, it's very creepy. It's great how to you have the the ability to once you've learned the the truth of it to go back and realize all the frustrations that you thought with like these haunted ghosts and all that was all this poor girl's experience growing up. And it totally I, shifts your perception of what was going on in those rooms 
like really as you're solving the puzzles that, and learning what's happening. I really hope I can give that feeling across because that's what you want from something with, I don't know, not exactly a plot twist, but a mystery. That's mm. what you want to happen. And it's very interesting because I'm a big fan of whodunits and mystery novels. But I think this is my first time really trying to pull one off myself. Yeah, well, uh, you definitely pulled it off. Gosh. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, very cool. I think my favorite thing about yeah. it was the uh, the juxtaposition of like my my nature is to always just be kind of silly and goofy, and then I keep being reminded mm. that there's this ghost girl <laughs> who's very sad, <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh. having to come back to that. Yeah. But I think that's also like we also need a little bit of levity because it is like it's incredibly sad and a thing that like is not fantasy, right? Like we're going back to this family, to, like let's say arbitrarily a hundred years, where people who were born looking slightly different had often terrible lives thrown upon them. Like, and and it's a real hard, heavy issue that's like terrible people treating a perfectly innocent girl terribly. So sometimes you just need to make a joke about shooting Kyle with a with a gun, uh, and and having people yeah. fall into blood rooms because if you don't, the whole thing's too sad. Like I, I kept thinking you've that. Got to have thinking, some am, I, am I being too goofy for this podcast? Because I don't know, you know. Gen- look, uh, generally it's pretty goofy. I hope my goofiness gave you some. some it did, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, some permission. I, I picked up on that, so I just went with it. <laughs> Actually, we haven't established it in the last nine episodes, but Bill turns to Brandon and just shakes his head and says, not, not cool, man. Not cool. <laughs> Deep shame, you should feel. The first one to be kicked now, out of the house. <laughs> now, about this room in particular, did you have any favourite puzzle-solving moments where you felt particularly good about yourselves? I thought the... I felt great with the money one, with the 2x5, 2x50. Because that, that was kind of the first, like bigger solve or like we're going to unlock a bunch of stuff from this uh so i felt really good when that worked out mm-hmm. uh who i got felt the, really um, who good got the... for kyle oh, wait, when please, he figured on. out the um the letter jumble thing because i still have no idea what he did <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was an issue one when i did that when i did that letter jumble because i that letter jumble puzzle was pretty much the exact same in the play test um oh, and okay. the thing that i had gotten because i spent a lot of time looking at this lamb thing before I looked at the blood. Um, and part of that was a change in the description of the blood. Yeah, um, made that, it a that, bit clearer made to it, something to look like, at. We made it clear that it had little tendrils and shapes uh, that wasn't clear in the playtest. I had to look for that specifically. So we changed that up a little bit. But I, So I spent a long time stuck on this uh, tray and eventually kind of got a, a clear image of there being, like, because Danny said a few times in, in this one that the letters are spaced out evenly. But in mine, I think I was trying to, like, put like seeds on them or between them to heat up the seeds and all this weird stuff. So I got a clear image of like each letter had space between it. Like it was like E, then some space, then a D, then some space, right? So when I found uh... the the blood letters, I really quickly went to like, oh, maybe I can fill the spaces in with these blood letters. And then you did it backwards. And I did it backwards and tried to say Essen de Tableh. There was also an error in the letters. Yeah, the I also made I also made a typo. Uh, and so I got to the end and it said it said far, far away. <laughs> Just like it got, too many of, A's. Lots of A's. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote it the same way. I just didn't think to do it backwards. Yeah, when you started doing way. that, I was I freaked out that I'd mistyped again somehow. Far away. But uh, but yeah, as I love that. I thought that was a really interesting puzzle. It's a different sort of take. We I don't know. Have we done that sort of a word puzzle before? 
slotting, yeah. zipping letters together like that. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't feel like an uncommon. No, one, exactly. it also doesn't feel unfamiliar. Maybe in season one or something we yeah, did something similar. I but that. I liked it. It was nice. It's when we do. Like, it's hard sometimes with with letter based puzzles to find something new to do that isn't just make an acrostic. Do it as an acronym. Mm. Wait, that's no. That's I, a, well, I thought right. the you know the syllable puzzle was really unique. I, I don't remember doing Ooh. a puzzle like that of yeah, having to like yeah, fill in the blanks of those coughs. Yeah, that's not an easy one to get across what you want it to. That was really interesting because usually with a puzzle like that where you need to fill in the blanks, you would be looking for the blanks. Mm. Like you wouldn't think that you would have to come up with them yourselves, but it was it was clear enough that we could do it. How did right. like was that a were you worried about that when you were designing it? That it wouldn't be clear. No, I was actually worried that by writing it out, it would be it too, too clear. clear. Well, you were wrong. It's oh, not too wow. clear. <laughs> uh, and then I realized the difficulty of actually trying to say it and then cough would make it much harder. Mm. So yeah, in our sure. playtest, I didn't even try. But yeah, I found that really interesting. And I think it helped because we had a context for it. Like because it had a context of, oh, oven, well, it has some numbers, mm. dials on it. Like, and I think that's where you guys got, like, you started being like, oh, like, oh, okay, one, oh, one, like one, like a number. Oh, we got numbers, like 195. Oh, and, and the A could just be an A. Like, I think without the context, it would have been too hard, maybe. So people would have been looking yeah. to fill it out. I, I remember how you mentioned beforehand about, you know, if you think something, even if it's dumb, just say it anyway. And that's when I had said, does Bill have one eye? And that's when you had said, oh, yeah. one of us said, you know, the word we needed. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, right. You say, you start to, you say one eye and people go, oh, actually, that could be one. That's cool. <laughs> like we've got one eye, one, oh, one ninety. Like, yeah. And, and that's what helps. Usually when, you, when you're playing these games and you have a half-formed idea, if you just say it, it'll jog somebody else to get the second half of that idea. Uh, and this is sort of a case there. I think that played out a lot. I think that that was um, one thing that was funny to me. My personal like aha moment um, was when uh, I said, let's not beat the girl. And then Kyle said, no, let's just pile driver into the ground and connect four. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, when we went back to the box, the car yeah, box. Yeah, wait, hold on. <laughs> when we went back to the car box and it, I, it was like an aha moment, but I also felt incredibly stupid because I thought, you know, when I was like, oh, what's this? What's the speedometer say? And then I was like, she, that was the first detail that you said about it was the, you know, mm. I should have picked this up, you know, hours it ago. It was. But then it was funny to me because I was, that was my aha moment. And then I saw Kyle's face light up and I totally forgot there were other dials in a car. So when he said, <laughs> what's, you know, like the RPM say, I was like, oh yeah, that's in there as well. Good teamwork. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. That, that blew my mind, Brandon. I was like, whoa, yeah, we should look at these dials. Yeah. It, and that's, that's, I think a thing that yeah. I came into this like, okay, listen to the words that they say because those will be important. And then, of course, I, mm. you know, didn't catch them all. And I was, I wondered how that was going to go because you didn't ask me to repeat things, like, ever. True. And I just went, ooh, does this mean that they're amazing? Well, they're missing things. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> and it was both. A <laughs> um, little, little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. But it, but it's true, and I really like we, – we talked about this in one of our post-show episodes, and I really like it as a solidified concept that in an audio-only escape room, that is the challenge of searching, right? Like you, searching is such a big part of an escape room. Like can you find all the things you need to find? Like, you know, reach under the cupboards and stuff. And for an audio one, that, that isn't a challenge, right? You just say, what's there? And Danny tells you. And so our version of searching is – can you find those little key words that connect stuff? Like, you know, you say, here's what the car looks like. And you think the searching part is, wait a minute, speedometer. 
that should have numbers. Does it have like and like a setting? Can I look further at that? You have to catch these words. Or or one of um I can't remember who pointed out the connection of spider plants and spiders. Mm. Where you go, okay, well I've got spider mm. as this connecting word. There's got to be something there, right? It's it's catching those words and and connecting them up like that. What would have happened if we didn't bring the big plant in and get the spiders out of there before we tried to throw the bullet the, the spider they basically would have bounced on the spiders and the spiders would have grabbed them out of the air and tried to very scarily eat them but then they would have gone straight back into the gun cool we like pre-solved it yeah saw that it did something and then didn't realize that that was important until way later right we fixed not it only that you created yourself another problem by scaring off the spiders before you before discovered you that them. you needed to count the spiders. <laughs> right. You anti-solved it as well. Um, it was actually, this is one of these things that during the playtest came up a lot and it didn't end up being relevant because we talked a lot during the playtest about the description of what happens when you drop bullets on these spiders. Because I think originally they bounced off the spiders and they fell down the hole, which was the original description, which makes sense if you know that what you're actually looking for is to get bullets onto the spider web. But because in my head, yeah, the goal was trying to get, them get down the bullets the far, far away, the fact that they bounced off the spiders and then fell past them, was still I was like, win. great, I've done my thing. Yeah. I guess this isn't where I dropped the bullets. Yeah. So we had to sort of change the wording to make the spiders grab them and, and hold them and maybe try and eat them and so they disappeared. So that there's a sense of... The spiders are causing goal, a problem. Right? The, the spiders are here stopping you from getting the bullets to fall far, far That's away. Really so we had to kind of talk a bit about how, because then my thought was, oh, they can grab them and then like put them on the, or they catch the on the spider webs or they can put, they can like wrap them up like flies. <laughs> it's like, well, that doesn't work because if they touch the spider webs, that's the solution. Mm. So we had to sort of work out the wording there um, because it didn't, it didn't come up in this, in this one, but it will be for anybody else who plays this game at home. It'll be in Danny's notes uh, with the, with the, not not fixed, but the changed yeah. wording. The um, what to do if the spiders were gone before you need to count them? Just move the plant away. That is not in my notes, but it's a, not a bad thing to add. No, it's 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 not. It's not. That was just an on the fly decision. Um, the big thing, uh, back to story wise, that everyone kept saying and bringing up when they wanted spoilers and things like that. <laughs> Bill Everybody thought Bill was evil, and Something about quite my voice. possibly. Mike Culloden's ghost in disguise. I was oh. not. I was a lovely man the whole way through. Now, I made no secret of the fact that Luigi's Mansion was my inspiration for this. And <laughs> Bill was always meant to be the Professor E. Gad <clears throat> character that just sort of helped from the outside and did experiments to help you catch ghosts. I don't think E. Gad turns out to be Bowser in disguise, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, sure. even I was convinced that Bill made turned out because I had no idea. I'm, I'm not, I was not privy to the solutions to this arc while we were going through them. So even I was convinced that, yeah, Bill's probably going to be a ghost. He's probably going to be, he's probably going to Bruce Willis. It's definitely going to be a thing. But I wasn't. I was just a friend yeah, of the outside. What scary movie is the is the advisor or the, like, kind of secondary character over there not turn out mm, to be yeah. evil? The Duke is always evil. The Vizier is always evil. Yeah. But instead, he was the tool to the solution. Yeah, I had to shake hands with the, the, the fifteen-foot-tall, hook-handed, <laughs> oven mitt-handed Hulk yeah. guy. Yeah, that was not a picturesque handshake. <laughs> I just picture him now as a super mutant from Fallout. Yeah. Uh, hello, yeah. Michelle. It's me, we Bill. Need, <laughs> we need fan art of Bill. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, what do we need? To, what do we? What else do we need to talk about? This is yeah. Now that there's no, things? where does the story go? Yeah, we know where the story finished. Like, um, and and it's 
and so much of the monologue really brought it together. So I don't have much to say on top of that. Like it was just really cool the way it all came together. People's theories are all wrong. Everyone who said Bill was Culloden owes me money. Um, we did get um, one listener early on who thought, "Ooh, I wonder if this these letters of the things that the ghost being trapped in mean something." There's ah. an M and an I and a C. I wonder if anybody started mm. getting Michelle. I don't even know if I ever replied to that because I was going, "Yep, good thinking," <laughs> yeah, but that's... I can't just email that. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. Good work. <laughs> Same people who responded, uh, who who uh, emailed in their theories, and I tended, I always read them and tended not to respond because I just spent too much time thinking, how do I tell them no? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was very, that was really fun. Was there anything else that we changed coming out of the playtest? The room, oh, the blood room didn't originally sneeze when you went into it. Yeah, that's true. But I think that was good because it made you really connect it to needing a cure, cure later on. Yeah. Mm. That makes uh, sense. Uh, were there any other changes we made? Uh, nothing oh, huge. Oh, super gross, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing huge, just mostly adding more directions and making sure that my map worked. Oh, yeah, the geography was difficult on the first, in the playtest because it started... There were a couple where I left, left it sort left of vague. ...to your right yeah. rather than north, south, east, west, and it started getting very confusing quite quickly. And in one of the things, I just missed the envelope room yes, for some said, reason. Yeah. It was a, in all of the notes. It was in all of the notes except for the one spot that it needed to be to yeah. actually get you to the room. So, yeah, that took a, that took a I bit I thought the layout solve. was great. It was yeah. it was really easy it, for me to to lay it out. I'm so glad that it worked. Mm. Yeah, that was oh. that was my only trouble was with how I laid it out. It was like I didn't draw the main room in the middle of my paper. I used like the back of this thing. Yeah. So it's just uh. like a bunch of rooms trying to connect them, you know. <laughs> but uh, one thing that was cool with me about that was I'm trying to remember. We went into the mirror room first, then into the clock room. Yeah. Yes. Then yep. into the ice cream room, which was the oven. There was a point yes. because for me coming into this without having heard the rest of the show, I didn't know what level of like supernatural weird stuff would be going on. And there was a point mm -hmm. when I was like, oh, there's a lot of weird stuff. Like there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of magical, you know, spooky stuff going on. But I'm, I, I can't feel like me remember what that was. Blood room? Yeah, probably the blood room because that's where you went after. I think it was. Oh, before, was it the magic it was, gun? It was either. It was either. It was either the sneezing blood room, which would have been obvious, but or there was a point before that where it was like a little bit. I think I was like the eighty-six edge, dollar like, payphone. Yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. And then we went to the blood room, and it was sneezing, and I was like, oh, this is very <laughs> bizarre. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's always the trickiest part with a room right. like this, with just a season, anything like this, where you're trying. That's oh, why yeah, I felt that's, weird that's because spooky. the oven was on but not hooked up to anything. That's where I was like, okay. Mm. Yeah, because we went from the oven into the blood room. <laughs> so that was the um, that was the, the preface to the, okay, this is very weird. Yeah, I've said this before in some of our post episodes that when you are doing escape rooms or stories with ghosts, the idea of trying to make things still feel like they make sense, like there's a connection between what you do and what the result is and not just making it. And the magic makes this thing happen for no reason. Mm, it's right. a tricky line to balance to, to find. Because mm, also you don't want to completely avoid that because then there's, you don't What's get the that point? ghost fun, yeah. right? Like you don't want to be like, and then someone turns a tap and, and, and then there's a line of plumbing and you get gas to this area and it lights up and then a generator starts. And like, ah, I'm just making mm. a ghost. Yeah. Right. I guess it follows um, the thing about deus ex machina, which is use it to get into problems, not out of problems. 
Uh, I like that. I like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that works well. That's cool. Nobody jumped down the pit. We never found out oh, where that good. went. Nobody <laughs> yeah. turned themselves into a ghost. I, I was too yeah, afraid. Yeah, I, I didn't end up of... trying to kill myself and turn into a ghost. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought I thought just the pit itself was obvious to like, you know, don't even try it. Stay away. <laughs> oh no, that was. That it's was also, cool. it's a pit filled with spiders, so pits are yeah, bad by true. themselves. Right. I also <laughs> think I had like I had a bad uh, perception of like how far down the net was because I was like, can I like dangle the gun in there and try to wipe mm. the webs away? <laughs> Which would have ruined the puzzle because there'd be nothing to catch the bullets. <laughs> True. Yeah. Ah, that's why you just say that's why Danny just has the power. That's part of what's great is like uh, audio escape rooms are so much more robust than real escape rooms because if you're about to do an action that could ruin the puzzle, Danny can just be like, "No, you can't do that." Yeah. The, the, like the, the you're like, "Oh, can I can I reach the further away?" So. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> can I reach the spider web? It's like, nope. Wow. What? What if I also hold this long gun? Nope. Oh, what if he drag? He holds my heels and he, and he dips me into the. Oh no, it's still too far. <laughs> no, just keep going. We get a big ladder. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh no, you just can't do it. And it's so, and it's really, I think, uh, uh, it's a really nice way to be able to do stuff. To be able to just be like, no, you can't do that. Right. And from like a tabletop role playing thing, it's also something that people struggle with just in general, right? If, if you've DM'd D and D, sometimes people are like, oh, can I try this? Can I roll for this? And like the ability sometimes to train yourself to just be like, no, you can't even roll for that. Like a natural 20 will not let you jump 800 feet into the air. Like I'm just right. going to say no. And so you kind of like have to learn that when you're, when you're running tabletop RPGs of where you're allowed to say no. And here, because there's no random chance, it's even easier. You can really just be like, no, nah, that's not possible. You'd think it would be easy, but I still very much have to train myself. Well, this is the season that you learned to say no. Mm. So that's good. It's a whole Which, that that was your character arc for for Descent of the Caledons. What just happened in my head like, nope. when we were talking about the pit and everything? I imagined Bill jumping into the pit, but like him landing and like the waist up still being out of the pit because he's so <laughs> yeah, tall. <it's> still fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just kind of like, oh, I guess it's not that deep. No, <laughs> it's a hundred feet deep, but I'm two hundred feet tall. So was it hot drink? Drink hot seeds, or was it hot <laughs> seeds? And drink and hot, like, yeah, I was going hot seeds, drink, um, like saying drinkers in. Those are the things you need. You need hot seeds and you need a drink, mm. or you need some Together. kind of hot seed drink. Yeah, that either you make way, from alcohol and seeds. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Could uh, could Michelle have gotten drunk off of the scotch? That's why she was so bad at more? Connect Four. Oh no, <laughs> we covered her in alcohol. <laughs> That's okay. If I mean, if you do beer battered fish, the fish doesn't get drunk. <laughs> that's true that's true i had no idea where you're going with this oh that that's my other uh potential loose thread did all the money disappear or are we still loaded um well i mean the house is loaded enough but no that particular money vanished ghost it was money. ghost money that's what i thought the ghost money no ah, the ghost money <laughs> That was my, my first um, instinct with the money was like, if I take all this money, if in, if this were a movie, I'm 100% going to die because of my greed. It's guaranteed. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So well, in, in room five, when they were in Culloden's office, they found his secret safe with his money collection inside it. But because it was so olden day ish, the money only amounted to like 20 bucks. Yeah. Um... It was $20. Back then that could buy you three houses. 
and one of these newfangled automobiles. <laughs> oh, well, that was very cool. I think we don't really have much more to discuss with this end of the colors. I think it's done. Which well, is cool. You mean it? I'm free? You're free. Danny's um, just disappeared. Just honored floated to be a away. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank, thank you guys you so, so much for coming, for coming on. Um, it was really good to have you. You guys did really well. And um, also for that monologue at the start. Oh, yes. Thank you to Atticus Jackson who did that monologue at the start. It was phenomenal. It was really great to get. That's a fellow no-sleeper. Well done, Atticus. Yes. It was uh, very yeah, generous of him really, to do that because really that was not a short monologue. No, I was so I would, like I was prepared to just be like, "Guy, we'll record it ourselves. That's too much to ask. You know, we we don't have the money at the moment to pay for it. Like, like we'll just let it. Like, that's too much effort." You're like, "No, that'll be great." That was lovely. That's awesome. The uh, the great really well. thing with the voice actors at No Sleep is that there are we're all different levels of like doing it full time or not. Like for me, it's just a hobby. But we've got people who are full time voice actors. That's all yeah. they do, and people all over the place in between. So everyone's passionate about it which is what's great so we're Very we're always so. just excited to get a chance to work and especially for cool things like this just to be a part of you know a cool episode of a cool podcast is uh, an honor for any of us right yeah, that's incredibly generous and uh of course we've got to give special thanks to michelle shepherdson patreon donor whose name sort of appeared throughout this entire season <laughs> true you've been in every episode so far so thank you so much, and I hope that you enjoyed your very leading role. <laughs> uh, so do you guys want to, do, would one of you like to give a rundown of where people can find you uh, either in a context of No Sleep or in another context? Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> so the No Sleep podcast, oh gosh, do I even, I never visit the website because I just like get my it's at, it's and, The website and is just thenosleeppodcast.com. Twitter is at either no sleep or the no sleep. <laughs> oh man, uh, we're on the we're, show for we were not five years. For <laughs> <laughs> Just Google it. it. Yeah, it's at no sleep podcast for yeah. Twitter. It's a Facebook cool setup. There. You can get it for free. You get a couple, two or three stories every week. Uh, we're just wrapping up. This is the season twelve. And there's usually a few weeks off, and then the next season start up, and in between there's bonus episodes and things like that. Uh, and that's all for free. But then there's a season pass you can pick up and there are bundles of old season passes you can buy together and that unlocks. It's like every episode's probably two hours. So you're getting, you know, yeah. 50 or 70 hours of content for the, the average episode is two and a half hours. I would say two and a half, uh, maybe two in 45 minutes, they're, they're, especially in the in the more recent seasons. That's very cool. This is pretty good and pretty generous and also high production value. Like they've got yeah, choir awesome compositions. Yeah. They got a composer. Yeah. Who's our composer? Yeah. And uh, if you're an author and you want to submit stories, uh, we take submissions. Yep. I think it's submissions at No Sleep Podcast. So if you're if you want to have one of your stories adapted, there's a link on the website on the format it needs to be in, how you send it in, all of that stuff. And it takes a while to review and everything, but everything that we write is from submissions. So uh, we can always use more. Uh, and so if you're excited about writing spooky stuff, definitely send stuff in. Wonderful. Mm. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for coming on. You did um, fantastically. Yeah, you did really well. It was great. Uh, in terms of uh, stuff on on our end, uh, we obviously, you're listening to the show. Welcome. Uh, I hope you enjoyed Descent of the Culladins. Uh, in terms of finding us, we are on Twitter. We're at Ask This Podcast. You can send us an email at escapethispod at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook as well and Instagram. 
Uh, we have a Patreon, which uh, is going really well. It's been really amazing to see yeah, all the new people signing up throughout Descent of the Culladins. Um, every every donor has a chance to appear in an episode, um, like Michelle Shepardson, uh, who appeared in many, many episodes, technically. Uh, sorry to all our patrons that we have retroactively turned into very mean, bad ghosts when you just seem like angry ghosts. Uh, you're all bad people when you were alive, apparently. Um, we also have bonus episodes. Uh, we have murder mystery uh, episodes that we run where Danny takes public domain murder mystery stories and turns them into playable games. Uh, and we also now have playtests from here into the future. We're making, uh, we're publishing all of our playtests. Uh, so you can hear me getting really angry and sad that I beat a ghost at Connect Four in the playtest uh, for this episode, which should be up now. Um, other than that, high levels we have badges and, and other and other rewards above that as well. Danny, we have finished season ten. <laughs> no, wait, that's not right. We've just finished season four. <laughs> Danny, we've finished season four. Season five will be starting in. I mean, not straight away, but not too long. I think we're only yeah, gonna we're take not going to have a big break, off. and we're still probably going to do some stuff in the interim. But True. yeah, going back to actual rooms won't take a huge break from that. I've already got two of them written. Wonderful. Uh, so that'll be very cool. I hope you'll enjoy it. We're back to standalone escape rooms for the rest of the year for season five. So you can jump uh, in wherever you need to. Exactly. They won't be interconnected. They're really fun. Being able to get through a full story in a single uh, session is always really cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've no idea who's going to be playing any of those rooms. We'll be working out as we go. And we'll have a good amount of guest uh, game masters as well, mm, I believe, if all of our plans come through. So that'll be very cool as well. If anyone at home has written their own and played it with success and think that the world should hear it, please let us know. We'd love to have you yeah. run one for us. Yeah, it's always fun to play. Uh, okay, I think we're I think, I think we're all wrapped it. up. Thank you everybody for listening through. It's, it's been a real it's been a real journey. Sound oh. of the Paladins. It's great fun. I've tried a lot of new things this season and I think they've all gone really well. So here's to the rest of the year. Huzzah!